fulfillment equation is a journey to create your best life through a focus on freedom, purpose, and experiences. It is the pursuit of meaning and connectedness. It involves challenging yourself to grow outside of your comfort zone. It is about bringing simplicity to your life and freeing up your time to spend it however you would like. Most importantly, it is a formula, a step-by-step process of reflection, analysis, and change that you can use to maximize the joy in your life and strive to be your best self. Happiness is fleeting, but fulfillment is deep and long-lasting. It is the result of deliberate effort. In this podcast, we'll explore all this and more to help you discover your unique formula. Welcome to The Fulfillment Equation. So here we are at episode one of The Fulfillment Equation. So exciting. I'm Erin, and I'm joined here with my husband, Josh, who's going to pop in from time to time on these episodes so that we can have a conversation. And we wanted to invite you into the conversation as well. We have just, we've been having some pretty interesting conversations and a lot of growth and just a whole journey happening here. Um, And we had thought that there may be other people who might like to join in the dialogue and have this conversation with us. And so that's really the inspiration for the podcast. We struggled with thinking about some different formats, and this is what we landed on to start. So I hope you enjoy it. For our first episode today, we're really just going to cover high level a few things, a little bit of background on what led to the fulfillment equation, and then dive into just kind of highlighting at a, at a relatively high level, what exactly is the fulfillment equation, and how has it changed my life. And Josh, you've kind of been an observer for the ride as well. Sure. Um, And we've uh, had lots of dialogue about it. So we can kind of talk about that so that we can communicate what the fulfillment equation is all about. And then most importantly, at the end, I really want to set a vision for what this podcast is going to be all about. And I want to think about what you might enjoy as a listener and as part of the they as somebody who's part of the conversation. So at the end, I want to talk about the vision and what uh, what we want to cover, what what kind of conversations we want to have in these podcasts, and how to engage you in the conversations as well. And so we'll cover kind of those those three main things and hopefully keep it somewhat short in the process. Yeah. And this is first time. And I think we wanted to just reference the FFT. Oh my goodness, the FFT. This is such an FFT. For those who may not be familiar with that, and I want to give credit where credit's due, Brene Brown is the one who has coined the phrase FFT. And in order to keep this family friendly, we'll just call it the freaking first time. And if anyone is curious about what that means, I uh, invite you to check out her podcast, Unlocking Us. In her very first episode, she covers the freaking first time uh, and what that looks like and feels like. And I certainly feel like that's what's happening today. But with that said, I'm also really excited uh, about what that means in terms of, you know, where this might go. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long journey to get here, to be honest. We've done a lot of uh, walking and talking and, uh, you know, 
we just kind of decided this was a great way to to get out there. So dig in. Let's dig in. Okay. So first, how did we get here? Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, I think we can do a whole deep podcast on this topic, but suffice it to say that it's not really a story of adversity or being the underdog. It's really a story of somebody coming from privilege and what that looks like and what that kind of means in terms of the expectations that you have in your um, culture environment and that you put on yourself growing up in that environment and just how that shapes the way that you see the world and the things that you feel like you need in your life to be able to have a good life. Yeah, like expectations that you carry with you for your entire life without even questioning. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You just assume, well, there's there, I don't even want to call them assumptions because they're so subconscious. Yeah. You you don't don't even even, have a thought until you turn around and go, why am I doing this? Right. So I think that for me, kind of hitting a point as I approached 40, where, you know, I had kind of done all the things I said I was going to do and, um, you know, had been playing by the rules of kind of this fixed mindset game and then just feeling like I was coming up short in terms of um, my level of meaningfulness and fulfillment sure. uh, and just feeling a hole there. And, and so the fulfillment equation really was born out of a turning point in my life where I decided very deliberately to completely blow apart um, any sort of, uh, you know, well, I'll call them axioms. I mean, look, this uh, this podcast has the word equation in it, and the fulfillment equation has some very rudimentary math involved. So there will be some math talk in this podcast. But just blowing apart those axioms, which are really from uh, a mathematical perspective, you know, those statements that serve as the starting point upon which everything else is built, just completely blowing out the foundation and rebuilding life from the bottom up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Taking a big step back and going, what's the point of all this? Right. Right? And, you know, maybe I need to uh, stop with some of these assumptions and start thinking about how to do things differently to actually get, uh, you know, happiness and joy and contentment out of this life that I'm living. Right. And we have been very blessed. Of course we've been blessed. Which almost makes it, um, well, I don't want to say it makes it harder, but in some ways it makes it not harder your life, but it makes it harder to dig into what's not working and try to fix it because there's a guilt involved with you know, this sense that, well, I kind of have everything that I wanted. So how come none of it is what I wanted? Right. Why, am I, why am I still <laughs> not super happy? Like, you know, you look around and go, I should be grateful. I have everything I could want. And yet I'm still, you know, feeling like I'm not happy or there's no joy in my life. So why is that? Right. So to start breaking down some of those, um, you know, those ideas of why I might not be happy and then realize that maybe, maybe for example, it's not the stuff 
that's make that that's going to make me happy. It's, you know, um, it's not the big house or it's not the fancy cars or whatever. It's really it's other things. You know? And actually your language, I just want to pick up on that because that we will actually spend a whole, probably a whole podcast talking about um, how we're using these words. Because actually sure. happiness is, and we, we talk about this in the intro as well. Yeah. Happiness is fleeting. What we're trying to dig for here is that deep, contentment and yeah there's, a, there's an interesting book called permission to feel do you remember the the author's name uh mark something yeah i can look it up look it up yeah but really neat book that talks about you know one of the things that we took from it was the difference between happiness and contentment and i've always thought i was looking for happiness but the reality is i think i'm looking for contentment personally mm-hmm. and you know for some reason unable to find it and so the difference between those two things is significant oh and it's been a bit of a game changer in terms of our ability to actually find what it is that we're looking for mark Brackett, right mark great book great book um so so that gives a little bit of background about how we got to it what exactly is it well actually i want to talk a little bit about you know specifically about where you came from nobody would have guessed that you know five years ago you would be uh, sitting here doing a podcast about I wouldn't you know, have guessed fulfillment, it. and right? yet sitting here happier. Actually, don't eat more fulfilled, more content, more content <laughs> than I've ever been in my life. Yeah, after having had what feels like a bit of a rebirth. Yeah, in childhood, you understand that your purpose and your you know your responsibility is to do the best that you can in schools and get the best marks that you can. And then you get to high school and you do that for the purpose of getting into the best university that you can. And then you do that in university for the purpose of getting the best job you can. And then you uh, get into the job and into the working world. And it's all about performing to be able to um, kind of move up the ranks. Uh, And I think, you know, there the purpose is really to make more money so that you can buy more things, get get a bigger house, get things you want. Um, and probably also, um, to be able to have more influence over your workplace so that you can Mm. shape it the way you want. I mean, ironically, I have to say, I feel like having successfully navigated up the corporate ladder in some ways, it almost felt like the higher I got, the more my hands were tied, but that's a whole other topic of conversation. So I think at some point you got, you know, you got to that level where, you know, you're in a job, you've reached uh, a really high position. You're looking high at the next level, yes. you know, and wondering. And just, you know, having that moment in the pit of your stomach where you're like, oh, I don't want that. Oh, I've my God. <laughs> I, spent, I spent the last 15 years or more. <laughs> well, more, really. even if you include, sure. you know, the work you do in childhood to yeah. work and you just think. Oh my God, I, I did all of this for this. And yeah. you, and and I think at that point I felt very, very um confined. Like I did not feel like I had a lot of choices at that point. But you didn't want the the, the next job. You didn't want Well, exactly. So yeah. so you kind of put yourself on this track and then you get there and you're like Oh, well, I think of it like a train and you get right. you get to the train station and you see what the next destination is and you're like, oh, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> How do I get off this moving vehicle? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So um, as we get into the fulfillment equation itself, what I want to share with you is um, just exactly how you can maybe take some steps to look at your life a little bit differently, blow apart some of those things that you may not even realize that you're um, kind of holding as assumptions or axioms. Well, we didn't even, when you were having those feelings about your work, we had, you were, we were so far from the point that we are now in yes. terms of our thinking. Yes. But you're just realizing something is wrong and I need to dig in here. So, mm. you know, it takes a very, that was years ago now, and we're, it takes a long time to, to sift through this stuff. It does. But I think where the fulfillment equation was a real turning point for me was that it was a tool that right. I came up with that allowed me to actually do this because we could talk about this theoretically all day in sure. these podcasts. Um, and we'll talk about some related concepts and we'll talk to different people. And anyway, we'll get into that in a minute. But I think what what's at the center of it all when we talk about the fulfillment equation is this this way of thinking or this tool, this process that anybody can use to help shape their own life and, and how they spend their time. And my hope is that if people have access to the fulfillment equation they'll actually be able to expedite potentially oh yeah their journey a little bit i mean i think it's all a journey everybody's on a journey and it takes as long as it takes mm -hmm. but i but i think that if you're able to kind of use the fulfillment equation to pull apart the different pieces you might get to a certain point faster than sifting through it all without knowing you know? this is probably a good time to talk about how we are still in the middle of the journey too. I am still in the middle of the journey. So there is nothing in this podcast that is uh, going to be, you should do this or you should do that. Absolutely. Uh, there's this, is, this there's there's this couple that says I don't like to be shit on and I 100% agree. Absolutely. We don't like that this is either. This what works for us. When I get we, shit on, it makes me just want to do the opposite of whatever anyone is saying. This is going to be a family friendly podcast should i know okay. <laughs> uh so i think you know really the intention here is just to kind share of share the experiences that we've had the journey so far part of the journey share the journey i'm going to continue to have share the great conversations that we've had that have helped me through um and continue to help me grow and uh if someone else gets some value out of that that's great so the fulfillment equation itself is what I think of as a bottom-up approach, which means that you basically work to wipe the slate clean on your week and start to populate um, the pieces with the things that bring you joy. Now, this doesn't mean that you uh, you just like ignore all of your responsibilities <laughs> because at the point that I got into this, I mean, we have a house, we have three kids, yep. we've got bills, Just jobs, right? Yeah. So it's not, uh, it's not about completely ignoring your responsibilities, but what it is about is, um, 
really being very, very thoughtful about how you're designing the moments of your day so that you can try to yield as many moments of small joys, small ordinary moments of joy throughout your day. And the result is that over time, all of these little moments of joy that you're feeding yourself, like vitamins over time, make you feel, for me, it made me feel stronger. It made me feel, it brought the color back into my life, truly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and again, when you, if you're looking around and you're feeling like, oh my gosh, like I have no, there's nothing for me in this life. And this might, it might be time to consider thinking about something like this mm -hmm. to start to slowly add and take back some things that are, that have been yours in the past and that you've shelved for, um, one reason or another mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, making a concerted effort to to bring them back into your life this is the point of it right, right? and the biggest thing that has changed for me in practicing this because it really is a practice mm -hmm. once you kind of learn how oh, to yeah. do it um is my conception of time so mm. before my life felt like a constant battle of, of time like every moment of every day i was trying to maximize productivity so i could jam everything in and I felt like I was fighting the clock all the time. Plus, I was just exhausted. Sure. And yet I never felt like I had any time to do anything. I mean, eventually anything that I wanted to do, um, even if I was spending my time doing things that might have been want to do, they really ended up feeling like have to do's. And I ended up with, you know, just the experience of living day to day, week to week, feeling like just going through the motions on a whole bunch of have to do's and never actually reaching the the goal of being able to do what I wanted to do right. or feeling like I was filling my cup with the stuff that brought me joy. Sure. And so um, I think that, um, you know, the biggest gift out of out of this practice has been my experience of life now is not one against the clock. It is one where I recognize that it's, you know, and this is something I think a lot of people maybe realize as you get closer to middle age is that, you know, money isn't your biggest resource. Time is. Mm -hmm. Time is your most precious asset. Right. That's and, huge. And so the gift of being able to feel like my life isn't flying by like i have time i have time in each day i have time every week i have time um you know i have i have time over my life to do the things that i want to do yeah and i think you know just to give a concrete example i just really like the example that you gave about how you went out with your friends over and over again that oh, you yeah. know uh, you know so talk about that a little bit because sure. i mean that just kind of gives it uh, I think a very specific um, example that that would resonate with people. Yeah. So when you do the fulfillment equation and there's different there's steps to this that I'll give far more detail on when we get into the specifics. But you you start with really trying to identify what are the pieces of your what of your life, your current life and what are the pieces that you want in your life. 
Um, and, and this is not visioning. Again, this is like, we're going to get to that. That's a whole other thing. And it's important, but this is like detailed. So pieces like, um, I like to scrapbook. I like to spend time with my kids. I like to, um, make sure that, um, you know, we, I organize my photos because that brings me joy to know that, you know, I, I've like pulled out the photos that are the best and done something with them or something, right? Like that might be a, that's an example of a project. You like to exercise? Um, exercise and then, and even stuff. So even stuff in there that maybe isn't really joyful, but that has to get done. Like, you know, we do meal planning, meal planning, laundry, laundry. like these are just if you, you break down how you spend your time into these very, into these little Lego blocks. And then you look at, okay, I'm going to, I have this whole life that's like this Lego house and I'm just going to like break it completely apart. And I'm going to identify what are the pieces? What are the little Lego block pieces in terms of how I'm spending my time? And do I have the right ratio of those? So the example that I had given you the other day that you just referred to, um, was I like to spend time with friends. Of course. I have great friends. Uh, and so when I built my equation, I added into it and I built the, I built my equation on a weekly basis. So I added in one Lego block for friends and I, when I looked at um, some of the other things I liked to do uh, around my own interests, I added in, say, four Lego blocks for my interests because there were lots of different pieces of interest there. There's, I like to read my book at night. I like to uh, scrapbook, whatever. And so when I started actually tracking how I was spending my time on a weekly basis, I was often overachieving on the friend piece, which is good. I mean, I, I, I want to hang out with my friends, but because time is time bound and finite, I was constantly and consistently not even hitting the radar on my interest piece. And so the equation allows you to start to think a little bit differently about how you're making trade-offs. And I think in the past, if somebody asked me to do something, to me, if I don't have something in the calendar that's preventing me from doing it, then I, of course I would say yes, because I do want to see my friends. Of course. But when you realize that over time, you're doing that at the sacrifice of the other things that you want to do, then it, you start to be able to, you know, you start to ask yourself, really, when you're into the equation, um, do I want to make that same choice every single time? Yeah, I mean, it brings awareness to the, the, the fact that the ratio is off. Right. And that you can even point to the areas that you are neglecting. Right. Because you are spending too much time in, in, in another area. Right. And then that allows you to make a decision about how you feel about being in that part of the ratio too much. And maybe you feel great. Maybe you love exactly, it. Exactly. Right. So I might go back and say, you know what? I only put one Lego block of 
um, friends in my weekly equation. I really would like more. Right. Or you might say, well, the problem when I say yes to everything is that I never get to do these other things. And I'm, and, and so you start to be able to protect your time a little right. bit better because in the past it felt like it, that other stuff, because it was just an interest of mine somehow was not as important as, you know, when someone gives you a concrete time and place to be. Right. So um, I think that's what's really helped to bring some insight into the choices I'm making with my time. And then also bring some degree of control over how I design and spend my time every week. Because if you're making unknowingly likely trade-offs, even on things that you want to do over time, that's where you can feel that hole and you don't know where that hole is coming from. You don't know why you have it. Right. So, I mean, another example of that, like overachieving on spending time with the kids right. all the time, which is awesome. Yeah. I love spending time with the kids. And I, I, it was neat to see that I was doing it more than I'd even hoped that I was. Right. But if I'm never taking time to fill my own cup, then, you know, how, what's the quality of the time that I'm spending with them? If I'm well, and even if, if the quality is great, but you feel like you're missing personal. Time, well, if I'm right? turning into this person that where, you know, there's no color in my world. Right. Like then I'm not showing up in a way with them where I, you know, where I'm being my best and therefore kind of helping them be their best. Yeah. And again, what I love about it is you get to decide how many blocks you put towards spending time with your kids or spending time with your friends or spending time on your own, et cetera. You know, to, to Aaron's point, you only have what you have during the day in terms of hours. So this is just a, such a great way to separate your time into things that are important to you and that, and that bring a joy into your life. So, right. So once you've built your equation and you're tracking there's, you know, the analysis piece, which we'll dig into in a little bit, but actually like, you know, looking at how you're doing on a re- weekly basis relative to what you had set out your weeks to be. Um, and then making tweaks and adjustments as you're going along based on the insights that you can get from this. Because my goodness, it's insightful. Yeah, like in the in the intro, this is a concerted effort. This is, you know, you have to make an effort into this once you've built your equation then you know once you're kind of in almost maintenance mode it's a lot easier but you have Mm. to put time and effort into doing this work to figure these things out yeah right going through these steps and things like that yeah and what i love about it too is it's a practice that i can always fall back on so when i start to feel like there's an imbalance or like i've lost that equilibrium i can always go back to this to help to and, and I get better at it each time I go back to it, too, where I can I get faster at at figuring out what's off and getting myself back to a state of equilibrium. So what's the vision of this podcast? What are we going to be doing with it? Number one, I think there's opportunity. We've kind of glazed over. I mean, we've tried to give some uh, definition. High level, <laughs> high level definition. To the top down and bottom up pieces of the fulfillment equation, but there's lots to dig into, into those pieces. And in addition, 
Um, there's all these other related concepts that are really critical. Uh, they are almost like you can't have one without the other, sure. the, the context in which the whole thing lives. So things like what's the difference between happiness and fulfillment? How do you break down your hardwired assumptions and let go of the things you're supposed to do in your life? Um, oh my goodness, growth mindset, infinite mindset. Like right. those pieces are so important to Huge. being able to um, to practice this Absolutely. and tackle this. Uh, learning how to feel. We referenced Mark Brackett's mm -hmm. book already, but that's an important piece because we need that intuition as well right. alongside the and science I know that, of it. You know, when I was funnily enough and coincidentally turning 40 as well, um, you know, which was a little bit sooner than Aaron, um, I found that I was not feeling anything. I felt like I, we had, uh, you know, two kids and then three kids. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling like that was it. Life is just me. We're done. Automaton, <laughs> automaton going through the same motions every single day. So, you know, it was all, it was a weird experience almost to learn how to feel again right uh, from when i was younger and uh, and i think a lot of people uh may need to kind of learn that as well so that's a great topic yes um finding freedom in work so i think my certainly my work situation has changed dramatically over the last five years and I couldn't be and more excited about it. You, you decided that you, right. you decided to flee safety and, and, and norms and norms and bite the bullet and move to a different, uh, a different situation, right. which is, which involves by the way, redefining what success looks right. like. So that's another topic. Like, 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 Maybe the title doesn't matter as much as I thought it did. Whoa, right. that's crazy. Right. I can't, everybody's going, that's crazy. But yeah, like, yeah, maybe that title just isn't as important and as I, I thought got, it was. That, I'm, I still struggle with that sometimes. So that's like, that's a big one. That is one of those big axioms. Yep. Um, building confidence from the ground up. Uh, the importance of quiet in nature, eliminating the noise. We can share mm. some of the experiences that we've had um, in terms of actually starting to implement these like mini retirements where we actually step away right. uh, from our regular life. And from urban, like urban life. For, for a good chunk of time. Like we yeah. just did a month in Northern Ontario. Yeah. Uh, with the kids. It was fantastic. But that's an example of like just changing your environment, bringing, inviting quiet and nature into your life and really trying to eliminate the noise, which can be uh, very distracting. The importance of creativity is a big one. Oh my goodness. Oh, I have so much to say about that. So we'll go into that. But there was, I think that was one of the biggest holes I felt Um five years ago was mm -hmm. um, just the complete lack of the ability to be creative. Right. Uh, and then daily reflection, the importance of gratitude practice. So all of those are important related topics. You can't have one without the other. Um, and they're really important in terms of supporting the concepts and the practice of the fulfillment equation. But the goal really is for you to bring on people to have these conversations. So we want to bring on interesting people 
that have interesting lives and 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 an interesting perspective. And um, I think what's neat about the fulfillment equation is there's room in there for all sorts of different life choices. Totally. So just just because it has led me to make specific choices in my life, that's because those things are right for me. Yeah, there's so, no judgment on any the way anybody chooses to live their life. I know in the intro, I talk about you know, what's your unique fulfillment equation? And that is one thing that gets me really excited. I want to learn about um, what are some of the uh, other equations that could be created out of this? And what does that look like? And how does how do they bring joy and fulfillment to other people's lives? Um, because there is no one equation. It's, no, it's not it's a own. one size fits all. So um super excited to bring other people into the conversation as well mm-hmm. and learn about their fulfillment equation. Yeah. Um and yeah, so I think you know that's kind of those are kind of the main pieces what to expect. Um we've already uh have a few guests lined up yeah. so that we can have these uh interesting conversations and yeah. dig into their experiences. And I'm just excited to learn along the way um, because it, it we are in the middle of the journey, uh, but I'm excited for you to learn along with us. Yeah, hopefully uh, you find it interesting and start to find your own equation. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there so. may be little nuggets in here, I'm sure, especially with an overview like this. Yeah. It's probably very overwhelming, but... I think when we start to break it down into specific topics over the course of the podcast, maybe in each topic, there's a little nugget in there for you, a little something that you can grab onto that might be helpful in your own situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. All right. So that, oh, we made it through the FFT. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So uh, with that, we will sign off. And please join us for the next Fulfillment Equation podcast. We look forward to seeing you. Bye-bye.